0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Growth. Today, I'm super excited to be here with you guys once again with a very, very, very special episode. Once again, we're going behind the scenes this month and we're doing a lot. Actually, we're going behind some of the most famous pages in the city of camp, of Toronto. Um, today, we have a host. Um, she's a digital host specifically and a YouTuber with a passion for lifestyle entertainment and her Trinidadian roots. So before we get ahead of ourselves, uh, Ms. Azalia Hart has over... 43 million views on YouTube as well as 212 subscribers. I'm very happy to introduce her to you guys today and I hope she could share with you guys some of her tricks and her secrets not only to her lifestyle, her entertainment but also how she got all those views. Please thank you very much for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Please so Miss Azalea who, like who's Azalia? I know you host a show be- called Before They Were Famous so today I guess we're going to kind of go behind the scenes with you, just, you know, see how you kind of got to where you are to kind of give us a little um, snippet.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I went to school for broadcast journalism. Initially, I was actually in university and I was taking psychology and criminology, but I realized that my heart just couldn't take those stories. Um, and I just knew that for a long-term career that I wouldn't, it just went from my own personal mental health that career path wasn't for me um, and I actually just put my this book beside me I started reading this book you are a badass by Jen Cicero and this book is what really gave me kind of that push kind of like take that leap of faith and go to school for broadcast journalism so I just wanted to plug that book this is a really good book if you really feel like you need to take a leap of faith in any aspect of your life and um, so yeah so I started going to um, college I went to Seneca at York so now I at that- in the same campus um for broadcast journalism and while i was there i started a youtube channel as a school project which was focused on carnivals because that was something Mm -hmm. that i did for fun all the time just carnival hopping um and i was actually on the flight with one of my professors during reading week to go to i want to say it was Trinidad for carnival i can't remember and she was like oh like, you should document this. And I was like, document it, how? So she was just saying, basically start a vlog. So I said, okay, the next carnival I go to, I'll do that. And the next carnival I went to was a few months later and that was in Cayman Islands. So I rented a camera from school and I decided to document it. So then that's how that channel came about, which is called Carnivlog with Azalea Hart. And that one, I was in interviewing um, different soca artists and other uh, just notable figures within the Caribbean community. And just documenting, vlogging my experience. Uh, that kind of just grew Grew And that was just something fun that I did. I kind of I stopped doing it just because it kind of took away from my own experience. I really need a crew Mm -hmm. for that. It was a lot of work to do. And then um, so while I was in school, I started working at Much Music. And that was well as my internship. So I was at Much Music E and M3. And I really thought that I was going to get hired on. But while I was there for my internship, Bell Media let go of thousands of people, Mm. but I knew they weren't going to bring me on at that point. So um, I actually started working for another YouTube channel, which is called FTD News. And that was kind of out of the ordinary news, like very kind of weird stuff, but things that people would click on, essentially. Um, But it really wasn't in line with things I wanted to do. So I spoke to him and I, the owner of that channel named Leroy and I was like, you know, we should do entertainment stuff. But that was up his alley. So then together we started another channel called Daily List, with I, which I then changed into just my name, um, Azalea Hart. And that channel focuses on Disney trending topics, entertainment news, and then that's how that channel grew. And that channel kind of just grew over a few months. To what it is
0: now and then yeah no I mean I I mean see I I love that because you're telling the story so I'm almost kind of like I feel like I'm following you a bit so (laughs) the 43 million views you know which one of your your channels kind of does the most volume and I mean what have you learned about people in terms of what they like
1: well my audience is I want to say maybe teenage girls um, preteens, maybe 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds. Cause the, the content is, you know, it is the, the, the audience that would watch YouTube videos, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the channel was doing really well for a couple years and then, you know, YouTube had that ad apocalypse and they started changing the algorithm and a bunch of things happened. And, um, although my subscriber, my subscriber number is going up, the views on the video is going down. So, you know, I want to say that I learned what people like, and it was working for a while, um, but now it's just kind of a free-for-all. you gather either, it's a hit or a miss on YouTube, to be honest, it's
0: no, not I, that easy. No, you know, I think, but you, you sound like you're very excited when you're talking about this passion, because I know a lot of people, I see a lot of people really, you know, wanting to jump into the digital space. You know, I mean, we are in the digital world and the ability to communicate um, and YouTube is a big platform. So, I mean, you found your passion, you were able to do it on YouTube, but give it to, I know a lot of people are trying to start pages. What do they need to focus on? Like, give us a, like some tips.
1: Um, you know, people need to focus on being authentic. Um, I don't think people should start YouTube channels with the frame of mind that they're going to make money. Or that, you know, they're going to become YouTube famous, you know, and for a lot of people, those are like, that's it. That's all they want. They just want to become big YouTubers. Um, I think it needs to be a passion and it needs to be something that you really want to teach somebody and needs to be something that is maybe missing that you think Mm -hmm. that you're an expert at and you could really deliver and people will really watch it. Um, Don't try to recreate somebody else's YouTube channel or don't try to... um, you know, I don't know. There's, I'm, I've met a lot of YouTubers over the years who, you know, have made YouTube videos every single day and posted every single day and still didn't get the results that they wanted. And especially, and that was during a time where there weren't as many restrictions as as there are now. Now you need, I think, 4,000 views and a 1,000 subscribers in order to even monetize your channel anyways. So I guess that kind of helps YouTube narrow it down to see who actually is
0: serious about curious. it. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I, I know you know you are so right now you're at a place of course with 43 million views and all these subscribers just what kind of challenges did you have in terms of like you know as you're building this page or even maybe if it's not it not kind of revenue in in the beginning what kind of challenges did you have that kind of kept you going right well
1: in the beginning this was this was content that I really wanted to make. Like I really wanted entertainment news. And the reason I started my YouTube channel was because I just wanted my work to be on a platform so that I could use it maybe later as a demo, a demo tape to show how I I speak on camera or that I could write scripts, things like that. Like that was my whole goal. My goal was not that I was going to get over 200,000 subscribers. My goal wasn't to even make money on YouTube. I just wanted to, I just wanted to create content and I wanted, I just wanted to do it. And I think that that's why it ended up doing as well as it did. Um, And
0: so. So, so, I mean, it sounds very genuine. And I like the passion behind it because you were doing it just to kind of express yourself. As you said, you wanted to kind of put your demo out there so that you could kind of refer to it, send links out just so that people could see you. So I guess a question I have for you is, I mean, you know, being online, you have a great influence. And with that, you actually started an initiative called Influence. Can you tell us a bit more about that?
1: Yes, so I'm so sad. I was actually talking to somebody about this yesterday was that my I would have already been in a gear promoting and um, planning my third influence event. So I've done it twice. The first influence event that I did was invite only. And I invited other influencers quote unquote, influencers from the Toronto scene who I'm either friends with or people who I wanted to um, just get to know a little bit more. And that was all about just getting these people together because I was in kind of a dark place. My YouTube channel wasn't doing well. I wasn't getting hired. Um, I was, you know, my freelance work was really choppy at that point. And I just really wanted to get into a room and be around other people who may or may not be going through what I'm going through, but people who I could talk to and people who would relate to what I'm going through. And so I sent out these invites and I got them back and I set up this entire, like a dinner, an event. And everybody came and everybody took away something from the event. Everybody felt mm-hmm. like, wow, well, there are there are other people in Toronto going through what I'm going through and can really relate to my Situation. So then when I posted that, a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, oh, what was this? I'm really interested in knowing more about it. Um, can I come to the next one? So that's why I decided for the next one, which was last year, that I was going to get speakers and still invite my influencer friends, friends, but then also sell tickets. Um, and then part of me wanting to give back to the community, I made it completely. I didn't make a single penny from this event. Um, I gave all the proceeds to um, a not-for-profit sorry a not-for-profit called Shelter Movers and they they deal with women who or people who are in domestic violence situations but it's mostly women um, and they provide a moving truck and they would provide security to get these women out and it costs $200 essentially so you know I was able to donate a a good chunk of cash to them but anyways the point of influence was to once again get people together in a room and just kind of influence them in a way that, you know, it's, it's fun. It's, you know, you're getting food because food is obviously a big thing with me in my life. So I wanted to have delicious food, but I want to have delicious cocktails. Um, I want people to feed their bellies and feed their minds. And that was my whole point. So all of my speakers kind of had a different topic to speak on. And yeah, so that's my whole idea behind influence.
0: No, you know what? That sounds amazing. And I love the name of it. And I think, you know, you know, speaking about influence and you talking about creating a safe space, because which is pretty much what you did. Right. Yes. I think a lot of times, you know, when people come, you know, one of the biggest topics that is a lot of times in the work that we do is just talking about mental health. So I wanted to know, was there space for this? And was this one of the topics that kind of came up on in in influence?
1: Absolutely. Mental health is um a huge topic and something very important um, to me, and I think in my circle as well, and, you know, even self care and wellness. These are all things that we need to, you know, be checking on ourselves daily about. Um, So I had Cardinal Official at my last influence, he talked about, um, you know, microaggressions that the black community does go through things that he's gone through, like, for example, he went on a flight from I think maybe it was to LA from Toronto and you know, he was in first class and people were like, Oh, are are you supposed to be in this line? Like it was very and he was like, what? He was like, yeah, I'm in the business. Yeah, this is the line I'm supposed to be in. But they were asking him mm-hmm. and went, like, Oh, you must be a basketball player because he's black and he's tall.
0: Okay. You know
1: what? Like, I'm not a basketball player. Like, I'm going to, I do this, I do bang, 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 bang. You know what I mean? And he, well, he didn't need to say, he didn't tell them that. He was just, exactly I don't even think he went on about it, but he posted later about it on Instagram. And then just talking about, you know, that really kind of annoyed me. Because why do you even think you can come up to me and ask me, if I'm a basketball player, because you see me in business class. Number one, ask me if I'm supposed to be here. Number two, ask me if I'm a basketball player or I must be a basketball player. You know, so we had him, uh, Cardi talk about that. I also had Dwayne De Rosario um, mm-hmm. who played for Toronto FC. And um, he talked about, you know, growing up in Scarborough and in public housing and things like that. And kind of um, how he gives back to the community and things like that. And it's very important to him um, to give, to give back. So these are all, you know, different things that we talked about at Patricia Jaggernaut, you know, she talked about being a, just, just like me, she's half black, half Indian. And she talked about aggressions that, microaggressions that she faces, you know, working in, in news and how, you know, she's too bubbly for people and things like that. So everybody had their own little story of talking about positivity, talking about mental health, talking about how they stay positive and how they, you know, ignore, Microaggressions in the workplace, or ignore just negativity altogether, and just try to stay on top of their game and how they do it.
0: You know what? So, one of the one of the most important things that you're saying is just um, this is occurring, and all these different challenges. You know, even including microaggressions in the workplace, are what really affect us. And a lot of times, if you look at the black community and just some of the statistics in regards to how significantly affected we are by you know some of the racial trauma um, yes. and our racial racialized experiences. I think, you know, just listening to what influence is just talking to young professionals like yourself and others, and really kind of having this topic as a place as a place where people could come out and just kind of talk about this stuff, it kind of kills some of the stigma and allows for people. So I think that's a great initiative you have. And I hope in the future, supporting growth, we could kind of be a part of influence where we could come and kind of share some knowledge with the community about mental health resources. And it'll also be amazing if we could actually You know, I think individuals in the community that do have that influence, as you said, influence would be nice for us to kind of all come together and actually, you know, work towards a cause and really build awareness because that would be amazing influence, as you call it. Right. Um, So really... I love culture, you know, and so that's why we wanted to also bring you on because, you know, I'm Ghanaian, I'm, you know, African, so I love my culture, but I love how you love your culture and I think that's amazing. So please just tell me about, you know, just the whole experience about being Trinidadian, you know, you talked about carnival chase and I chase and I think it's amazing just to hear some positivity, especially at a time now where, you know, some of this stuff is not happening in terms of traveling and stuff.
1: Yes, um. You know it's always been important to me to push the culture forward um i know that in toronto we are very kind of you know caribbean influence in the way that a lot of people speak and just our lingo and our twang and things like that um then there's also you know the negative side which i've seen firsthand through working with blog actually is that because i wanted to push a, every year i tried i want to push that toronto carnival toronto carnival and so I've seen a lot of people comment and be like, oh, I'm happy Toronto Carnival is canceled. That means no shootings. Like what? Like there's been maybe two shootings and they weren't even related to the parade. They weren't even at the parade. They were probably, they were the same weekend, but mm-hmm. there's shootings every single day in Toronto. Like so, it just it gets me so angry that people are so quick to to say that Toronto Carnival to say that Carnival at all would is the uh, like the epitome of gun violence in the city, which is not the case at all. Like there's just gun violence every single day and it's very disheartening. But so anyways, my whole purpose really is to always put my culture forward. So whether it's food or whether it's showing people what the carnival is like, um, you know, these are all things that I love to do. I don't know, I don't know, I just went off track. What was the question? No,
0: no, no, just talking about, you know, carnival and you kind of, you know, wanted to talk about your culture.
1: Yeah, it's very important to me to, um, to share with people what Trinadian culture is about like that like for Christmas time, you know, listening to Parang music, which is basically like Soca mixed with kind of Spanish music, very fast paced, very festive, very Christmassy. Um, so every year I would always go to different Parang shows around the city. They have a few in Brampton that mostly they happen in the East end in Scarborough. Um, so I would always go to those and that would, post all over my Instagram stories, you know, there's certain Christmas foods that you eat and Christmas drinks. So Mm -hmm. I love that kind of stuff. Um, And then I cook pretty much only Trini food at home. So I pretty, sometimes I'll do an Instagram story and show um, what I'm making and things like that. That's all I eat, essentially. Like, people always ask me, what restaurants do I go to? I'm like, listen, I cook at (laughs) home. (laughs) I don't really go out to eat, to
0: be honest. No, you know what, that's amazing. So I know you're also a self proclaimed foodie. That's a big title. Like, talk about that. What is it like being a foodie, you know?
1: I love food. I know that a lot of people are like, What do you mean, who doesn't love food? Some people just eat to be full. Like I really eat as enjoyment and as entertainment. And my group of friends, we all do. Like we really enjoy food. We really enjoy flavors. Um and which is just great that I get to experience so much of what Toronto has to offer um, mm-hmm. to my job with BlogTO, is that I do get to go to restaurants that I probably never would have gone to, and I do get to go to events that I probably would not have gone to, um, and I get to share it with my audience.
0: So tell me a bit, I mean, tell me about, I mean, you've been to blogs all over the city, let's talk a bit about Toronto. What mm-hmm. restaurants have you been to, you know, in, in different cultures? So let's see if you've touched the different cultures. Okay, many
1: names. Um, most recently I went to an Ethiopian, no, sorry, Somalian mm-hmm. restaurant, Somali. Uh, they're a 24 hour spot and what are they called? I-Star, so okay. they're 24 okay. hours. They have a whole like, well, they have a dining area. They, have a, actually, they, actually, they actually also have a reception hall attached, but it's a huge, massive hot table that they switched throughout the day um that was amazing so i had mm-hmm. somali food i also had nigerian food
0: okay
1: um, it was in a mall and that place i don't remember the name of but that was the first time that i had uh fufu okay and it, okay
0: which,
1: fufu, i don't know if it's different for um
0: in ghana no it's similar you could say you could, similar yeah, like
1: i don't want to say cornmeal
0: Oh, um, it, it wasn't fufu foo then, but it was, it, was it a starch based kind of like, was it like a sticky product?
1: Yes, it was sticky. And then you would scoop okay. it and then scoop it with.
0: What like kind of, spinach. what kind of, what, what kind of sauce? What, what was it?
1: It was a spinach something.
0: Okay. A little... goosey stew, stew. Yes. Okay. Okay. How did but, you like yeah.
1: that? Um, it was, it was good. It was different. And I also had the Nigerian snail.
0: <laughs> okay. 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 No, yeah. I got it. Yeah. So. So the so next I, will one try, is, I will
1: try everything once.
0: Okay, so the next one you have to do though, you got to promise me, you have to do Ghanaian restaurant. Okay. We got to yeah. do a Ghanaian yeah, restaurant.
1: There, where are they in the city? In
0: the West End, I think you find some really good spots the West. in the West End, West End of Toronto. I think that's cool. But really, just the work that you do, really just kind of putting cultures out there, especially in this multicultural country we yeah, are. Yeah, like you've
1: been to Portuguese restaurants, Indian exactly. restaurants, um, obviously Trini restaurants that i really pushed for. I was like, we need to get turn <laughs> some more, trying restaurants on here. Um, so,
0: where, so where can I find a really good roti, the best roti for you? For, I mean, you could suggest something.
1: For me, I would say in Brampton. So either Radhika's hot and spicy or mm-hmm. Lena's roti and double. Okay. Both wow. in Brampton. Those are my two to go, like my two go to spots. I don't go anywhere else. Those are my spots.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. No, that's cool. So your role will block to you today. I know you do. You have the 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 restaurant the foodies kind of section of it, but you kind of do anything else?
1: Um, so I do social media. Okay. Well. So we do and to be honest, I don't really do that many food for, for blog to sure. um I normally do lifestyle like events and things like that. Mm-hmm. Food is incorporated into it, but I'm kind of showing um whatever events that are going on. So I'll do kind of weekend getaways mm-hmm. um, like in Prince Edward County or I'll do the Niagara Falls, kind of the, the ale trail or the wineries, things like that. like food is always incorporated, but it's, I do most of the lifestyle stuff.
0: Okay. Okay. So my question for you, I know I'm, I'm I'm asking, we're seeking consultation right now. So next year, this year was the first year they ever had black mental health awareness month or day in Canada. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that was back in um, earlier, earlier part of the year. Next year, we're going to be having our second round um, second year around and it's in Toronto. So how can we partner with you to kind of get more information out in the community about mental health, black mental health, you know, I know it's something that's affecting the community. So we want to kind of, you know, hear from our leaders, our influencers, the people that are reaching out to the community. How do we connect with people best?
1: I think, you know, I did Instagram lives um when when everything, when Black Lives Matter was when we were really running with that on social media um i did a instagram live so and and that was with other influencers that i know as well so i think using people's platforms and just talking about it that's Mm -hmm. it like people just need to talk about it continue posting about it continue um like sharing whatever knowledge that you have these are things that you know just need to be at top of mind for people that's
0: it that's it i think I think you are saying it, you know, I like the consistency. The reason why we want to get behind some of the big social media pages is because we want to get this message to a point of um, relevance, you know, as other topics are in terms of how you've talked about entertainment and lifestyle, we want mental health to be the third one, entertainment, lifestyle, mental health, something that people are very conscious of because we know it continues to affect many individuals. Some of us, family members, um, just so many people that we know, so you know what? I think it's great speaking to you because I know in the future we're going to be tagging you in things and hopefully you could kind of help us get the message out to the community but we also need you to come out to a Ghanaian restaurant yes. some rice and tell us what you think about the Ghanaian jollof rice and the fufu the real fufu so we have that ready for you too but also just thank you for being you you know because every time we love blog Teo, we love to see people of color on blog Teo, and so whenever we see yeah. you kind of just you know roaming around the city we're super excited um so Please, thank you for joining us. What's next for Azealia Hart? Uh,
1: what's next? I don't know. I, I'm always doing the most. Like I will continue doing anything I possibly can do to keep my dream rolling. You know, big picture. I really want to be in some sort of entertainment news space. Um, so I just I'm just like the hustle is real. I will do everything, whatever I can do. So There's always more to come. What's more to come? I don't know, but there's always more to
0: come. (laughs) So what's the biggest change you've had to make during this pandemic?
1: The biggest change? You know, life didn't really slow down for me, to be honest. Um, Things actually got busier, and I want to say it's because so many people moved to online. So, you know, I have been pushing out content almost daily on my YouTube channel, even though it's not growing as much. And then I did start working with before they were famous. Um, I've still been doing um, different profiles of restaurants and doing events during this pandemic for Blog TO. I've done online um, hosting, like hosting events online mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. So nothing really changed very much. Um, so so <laughs> I just had to manage me. my time better. And you know what? And I have, I have. T- taken a lot of time to really focus on myself and kind of be at peace. And, you know, cause I was go, I did go through, you know, some stressful times during the last few months and I had to just kind of come back to myself. And actually I do want to like show this book that I've been reading called Vibrate Higher Daily yes. by Lala D- Dahlia. And she is like amazing. Like there's, it just talks about, you know, Vibrate so Higher. we got
0: two books from the famous Azealia Hart. Yeah, there's actually three, let's I mean, see, we got three books. Let's, let's see the three books.
1: This is the third one. I took off the cover, but it's okay. um, A Year of Miracles. So basically, it's like daily, like, scriptures or affirmations every single day. Um, like this random page open. Only in the mind does the past exist. And then, you know, she gives a little rundown and then it gives like a scripture. Oh, I just put lipstick on the book. But, <laughs> but these are my three books that I will. These, sure, do I, no. read? these do I read every single day.
0: No, you know what? That's amazing. Reading is helpful, especially during these times when the mind sometimes could feel still. Keep it moving. We're super excited to have you on and I hope you can join us in the future especially for some of our very exciting campaigns about mental health in the new year. So please, thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Michael.